All right, this is the John Smith Show. Uh, we are live right here on Say What You Will Radio on the YouTube channel. Hey, if you want to be a caller tonight, the number is 602-475-2000. But we do have a special guest that's going to join us today here in about a minute or so. His name is George Livis. Uh, we call him Gator. And uh, Gator, he uh, runs a couple podcasts. He's the uh, co-host of a couple different podcasts, and we'll talk about that. But uh, after we do a quick intro, we're going to be talking about all things politics and current events, and uh, we're going to get into, uh, is the United States inherently racist? We're going to talk about that type of stuff. We're going to talk about uh, the results of the election. We're going to talk about covid we're going to be talking about everything. Uh, now, you may be listening on Good Talk Radio. Uh, you may be watching us on Cutting Edge TV. Or you may be watching us on Good, uh, or say what you will, radio.com. Either way, we're just happy you're here. Uh, so why don't we go ahead and get started? I'm going to bring uh, George on. We'll call him Gator. I think he likes to go by Gator. We'll bring Gator on right now. All right, my man. Yo, what's going on? And hey, you know what? I mean, you can call me George or you can call me Gator. Trust me, I've been called worse. <laughs> bet, yeah. whatever, whatever it is, I've been called worse. I could guarantee it. <laughs> I have been too, man. I get, Just the sign on my wall invites all kinds right. of names. <laughs> oh, I can imagine. I can imagine. They're probably going to call me scruffy after this when I'm looking at myself in the, uh, in, the, uh, in the feed. And I'm like, oh, so no shave November just... That's right. Um, And, you know, I'm a big proponent of No Shave November. I donated to the American Cancer Society, um, you know, $50. I actually, you know, threw an extra 10 on top of that, you know, and it's time to get cleaned up. But now I'm starting to embrace my ruggedness. Yeah, man. I'm telling you. You know, I mean, my my beard will never be as epic as yours was. Oh, well. (laughs) Yeah, I miss it. I wish I still had it, but, you know. That was the thing of legend. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I appreciate that. Now tell me about uh, Down 5, your podcast. Okay, so Down 5 is what we label the most misogynistic podcast this side of North Kakalaki. Um, <laughs> and we do uh, vary from different locations. Uh, but yeah, uh, we, we call it misogynistic, but in actuality, it's not really. I mean, you've, you've, you've listened to it. We, we, we have a tendency to, to poke the bear. Yeah. And one of the, the bears that we like to poke are you know sensitive people and and a lot of women we like to poke uh, in that scenario no pun intended yeah yeah yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> but, that was a low hanging fruit so i didn't say anything <laughs> right exactly <laughs> exactly you know but no one of the things that we that we that we like to do is we like to get into a lot, a lot of you know topical things and you know just um be our most antagonistic selves um it's designed to make you mad which is good and we, mm-hmm. we, we, you know, make a living out of that right now. So. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> that's good. That's why we call yeah. it our show or our channel, I guess, our uh, our network, Say What You Will Radio, because we want people to be able to say whatever they, whatever's on their mind. Right, exactly, because you I know? think that the freer your speech, 
you know, the, the more you progress. And, you know, if you know what I'm thinking or you know what in general men think, because a lot of times we are too PC in this culture. Oh, yeah. And what we like to do is we like to shatter any semblance of PC on our show. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we're, we're definitely not PC on the John Smith show by any means, by any means. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Now, you're also on uh, Dope Discussions with Erica. And that's a little bit yes. more calm down, right? That's a little bit more. It, of a- it, 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 it is a little bit more calm, a little bit more, you know, held back. Uh, we, but we do have some really, you know, dope discussions on that particular show. We talk yeah. a lot about relationships and, and we try to be as real as we can about the, you know, the way that men and women interact. While Down 5 is the show where we are like, we're men. You know, we, we poke the chest out. Uh, dope discussion is like, you know, I'm a man, you're a woman. How do we integrate? Yeah. And and I think that, you know, that's probably the best, you know, uh, Erica's a great co-host. She does her thing. And by the way, shout out to Mr. Rostin McGee, my co-host on Down 5 podcast. Absolutely. He makes that thing go, man. Um, you know, he's, uh, I call him one of the dopest white boys I know. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you guys, you guys tend to put away some, I don't know if it's whiskey or what you're drinking when you're on the show. But... Oh, by the way, I, I made sure that, to bring some. I so what figured we bring it is tequila, oh. <laughs> Lunazol. You know, now, of course, this isn't the best quality. If you want to contribute better quality hey. whiskey, it's not always. Far <laughs> cash out. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, it's not always about quality. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. <laughs> and, and as as the old uh, Dave Chappelle skit says, it'll get you drunk. That's right. So, you know, we, we just go by that motto. Yeah. I remember when I was like 18 and my buddy was 17, we went to high school together and my brother was 21. So we would give him some money. You know, my brother was, you know, the, the shoulder, I tap him on the shoulder and he'd go get us some beer or whatever. And he would bring it back. And, uh, one time he brought back like Genesee cream ale because it was cheap. Right. Yeah. And my buddy says, he goes, man, I can't believe that's what you bought. My brother says, Hey, when you're 17, you drink, you drink what you got. Right. You know, you know, my, my experience with that mad dog 2020. Oh, uh, I still have a hangover buddy from, my, yeah. from college. I st- yeah. I'm still hung over. Yeah. The thing about mad dog is that if you had to puke later, it came up in different colors. Oh and yeah. Grape and banana red. And, oh. you know, yeah, we were always uh, stuck between that and Boone's Farm, whichever was on oh, yeah, sale. Boone's Farm, you know, Boone's Farm got me through some pretty rough times in my life. And what I mean by that is sometimes when I didn't have much money. Right. <laughs> because it could be classy if you poured it in a wine glass. Oh, oh yeah. Real, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. the ladies love that. Oh, yeah. The best stuff comes in a box, right? The best wine. Right, right. <laughs> Oh, that's cool. So you got those two podcasts. What else do you do, man? I mean, do you work full time or what? What's your gig? Well, I'm actually working three jobs right now. Oh, um, that's it. Huh? I work my yeah, exactly. You know, I, I feel like a slacker. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I actually do work three jobs right now. I'm actually actually pulling off of one, so it'll only be two jobs soon. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you know, um, working a lot. You know, as a matter of fact, right before the podcast, probably about 30 minutes from, you know, before we started, I just got off from, you know, the the, the tree job, like they say on In Living Color. 
<laughs> you know? Uh, and yeah, I, I was like, hey, it's time to do a podcast. Let's go. Hopefully the podcast thing will be a full-time job one day. Yeah, you me know? too, man. Although That's... I do enough of them for full-time now. Yeah. Well, I do the daily show here. And uh, and then on Saturdays, I do this one with my son, you know, the Pops and Low Radio Show. And then... Uh, awesome. That's so much fun, man. That's like, it's, yeah, no politics, just total horsing around. And then on, uh, after that he does his, uh, it's called the, uh, undrafted GM, which is, is, yeah, the all NFL. Uh, so I, I produced that show for him. So yeah, we're busy, man. You know, and then I got a full-time job on top of that. And so. Oh yeah. And I like what he's doing on that undrafted GM show. I mean, Hey, I, I, of course, I, you can't really see the emblem on my hat today, and I made sure to make sure that it wasn't too offensive. But uh, who that talking about beating them Saints? Well, you can't I, be uh, <laughs> offensive to a Steelers fan. We're eleven and zero. Well, of course, right, right, right. You're eleven and zero. We'll see you in the Super Bowl. That's my hope, dude. That would Is be that? awesome, man. That would be fantastic. I would oh, love yeah, it, man. Oh yeah, anybody to shut down Kansas City. I think that I think yes. you guys could do it. Yeah. <laughs> you I guys think, can do it. And I think Baltimore's out of the, the mix, man. I think they lost today. They're six and five. I think they're done, man. I don't think they have wow, a shot. Man, that's that's so surprising to me. Like, you know, yeah. you, you see what but there should be an asterisk, unfortunately, on the side of this season because you know, Lamar Jackson's playing if COVID's not there. Right. It's only one <laughs> game know? though, right? Well, that's true, but I mean, yeah. you know, there's a lot. I mean, heck, we we unfortunately we were the benefit of this last week. Not unfortunately, but yeah, haha. Um, you know, when the Saints <laughs> yeah. played Denver this week, they didn't have a quarterback. They had to go call somebody who was sleeping in his car and say, "Hey, you want to play quarterback for us?" <laughs> so, you know. All right, let me uh, let me bring something up real quick in my gallery. Here we go. I just got to hit up one of my sponsors real quick. Got to pay the bills. Oh yeah, definitely. All right, so let me uh, let me bring up the branding, and that of course uh, is the Gray Feather Farm all natural skincare products. I actually got a new review. Uh, this was from Katie Joe, actually on uh, it was posted today. Uh, she oh, says wow. everything was absolutely perfect. Shipping was so fast, and uh, packaging was great. The products are out of this world. The Crack Attack helps heal the roughest skin. My grandmother has uh, psoriasis on her hands and nothing that any doctor has prescribed has even come close to the relief that the crack attack cream has given her. She swears by it. The lip balm is my favorite product ever. It is the only thing that gets my dry lips through the winter. Shop small and treat yourself. The products are absolutely wonderful. And Jen, the owner, is amazing. So guys, act quickly. You got to go to the link under this video. Okay, for Gray Feather Farm, and you're going to click it. It ends in Smith, my last name. That way you're going to get free shipping. But click the link, do some shopping, and stuff the little lady in your life, stuff her uh, uh, stockings full of Gray Feather Farm all-natural skincare products. All right, Kate. I love that. I need some of that right now, as a matter of fact. You know, I mean, my lips are feeling a little bit, you know. Yeah, well, you know what? You sh- you shoot me your address or a P.O. box. I got some samples. I'll send them. I'll send you oh, some. Oh, man, do that, man. And, and, yeah, and anybody who's listening to this, 
hey, endorse small business. Small businesses are what actually drives the capitalism that we have in this country. And it makes our country great, man. Every small business, every big business started out as a small business. You got that right. You know? Yeah, even Amazon. we need. Right, right, exactly. You know, yeah. that guy, Jeff Bezos, man. I mean, yeah, he's got a couple. Can bucks. I, can I, can I borrow a million? That's it. You know, if, if I borrowed a million from him, would he miss it? Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and then you can Probably. start a, uh, you can start your own real estate uh, empire up in New York City, like if somebody else did that got a million dollar loan. <laughs> right, right, exactly. You know, <laughs> we call him forty five. <laughs> 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 All right, man, let's get into the politics. Let's talk about this oh, stuff. Yeah. Because um, like we were saying off air, right? Uh, some people kind of peg you as a liberal. Some people peg you as a conservative. What, yeah. do, you, what do you peg yourself at? Now I peg myself as confused. Um, Perfect. <laughs> if I'm a liberal or if I'm And I think <laughs> the reason why is because we live in a society right now where it's completely black and white. Either you're for this and completely for this side or you're for this and completely for that side. Yeah. I can be anti-abortion uh, anti-abortion and anti-gun. Mm-hmm. And I can be pro-abortion and pro-gun. Mm-hmm. But I can't be pro-abortion and anti-gun. Those things don't mix. I think that we have gotten into a society where your own personal opinion doesn't mean anything. That's We're right. In a society where people, you know, you're you're expected to be led like sheep, and you know, if you're for this, you have to be for everyone's agenda that follows this. That's right. Unfortunately, that causes a lot of division, and it's part of the reason why I truly feel that the two party system doesn't work. Well, yeah, and I think our founders kind of envisioned a two-party system so it wouldn't work because the less they do, the less they infringe on our rights and our freedoms and liberties, right? And uh, But you bring up an interesting point because uh, I think think, uh, people are so indoctrinated now by the media and uh, by the college they went to, you know, their college instructors and everything. They are completely taught to think one way. And they believe that that one way is 100% absolute truth. And anybody that disagrees is uh, almost an enemy or the enemy. Right. right? And right. yeah, because, you know, I, I was always, I always pegged myself as a conservative because I, I felt that I agreed more with the conservatives out there than I did with the liberals out there. And I, and I still do, but I don't peg myself as a conservative anymore. I consider myself right, right. A, a constitutionalist. I believe in the Constitution. Like I said off air, I believe that the founders were a hell of a lot smarter and did a lot more homework than anybody that's alive today. And so yes. I think the Constitution was written for everybody. It wasn't just written for white, you know, rich white guys. Now, that those were, you know, and we can get into the history and everything, and we can, you know, go back and forth and everything, but the vast majority of the founders of this country wrote it so that we were all created equal. They said all, because their intention, they knew that the good of this country, we, our country would ultimately end slavery. They knew that. But they also knew starting a country 
while trying, or let's put it this way, trying to end slavery in the South and start the, a country was never going to work. No. They had to get the country going first, and then they had to fight that battle in the future, and they knew it. And in, in reality, the United States of America was the country that ended slavery. There's st- that still goes on around the world, right? Don't you agree with that? Yeah. I mean, heck, in Libya, there's a, a, I think, a couple billion dollar a year slave trade. Um, so, you know, and that's in Libya, you know, where, oh, we're supposed to know Gaddafi and da, 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 da. we're supposed to know what's going on over there. Well, apparently we don't. Um, yeah. you know, when I, when I think about those scenarios and I think about what the founding fathers wanted to have happen, understand, and this is one of the things that I have, this is why people start saying, oh, you're a conservative. You're one of them. <laughs> um, when I think about the, the, the conditions of slavery and everything that happened, the, the thing that I, I, I take into my account is that, you know, today we have a completely different view of what, you know, was going on. Back then, they, 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 they saw it as an economic privilege for them, and they saw it as something that was going to actually accelerate the growth of the country. The other thing that I realized is that I'm judging someone who also thought that putting leeches on your body was going to cure cancer. There you go. So understand that the mentality of those people then was completely different and they didn't have the knowledge. We want to gauge, you know, we want to gauge people in history based on our current knowledge. Mm -hmm. They didn't know a lot of those things back then. Now that doesn't make some of the issues that people had or some of the issues with slavery importantly evil there was some there was a lot of evil absolutely as well but understand that we can't judge everyone under that same microscope no because that was exactly what you're saying that was the culture of the time Mm -hmm. and you know they a lot of times if you ask certain people um, they believe that uh, United States, like that slavery in the United States was kind of a, a unique thing. And it wasn't slavery was all over the world. In fact, most slaves were purchased by other slave owners in Africa. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, slavery was dying during the time that the United States actually was, was, you know, building itself. And when it was being born, slavery around the world was prevalent, but it it started to kind of die off a little bit. And we were just probably the last big name out there to actually get rid of it. But in actuality, I mean, like you said, uh, like I said earlier, Libya still practices slave trade. Mm -hmm. So it, it never really went away. No, and um, I would argue that illegal yeah. immigration right now in the United States is a form of slave trade. Mm-hmm. I've mm-hmm. witnessed, I live here in Arizona, yeah. and I see what goes on. You know, yeah. there are human beings that are being purchased from drug lords over in Mexico. They're yeah. human beings, they're being purchased, and then they're brought over here by the coyotes, and they're dropped in, uh, like, drop houses, and there could be 100 people in a condemned house down in Phoenix and they could all be stuffed in that house and they're held gunpoint. And then the men are separated from their families and they're shipped yeah. off. They're shipped yeah. off to Chicago and New York city and LA, you name it. They're just shipped off to the big cities and they're put to work 
And, uh, and this is going to sound, maybe some people might get pissed off, but it is what it is. They get put into like Chinese restaurants and all kinds of stuff. They're working for, oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, and th- oh, yeah. A lot of it's not by their choice. Now they have a little bit well, of freedom where they can send some of that money back to their families. But meanwhile, the women are being raped in these drop houses and the kids are being abused. And it's, it's, yeah. it's awful, man. What goes right. on is terrible. And it's modern day slave trade. And when we talk about immigration and illegal immigration, this is never brought up. It's never mm-hmm. talked about. Of course not. And the, and the reason why is because it doesn't fit into the narrative. Yeah, right. <laughs> it doesn't fit into the narrative. That's you right. know, I mean, if you go to, uh, I, I live in Atlanta currently. I'm a proud uh, Louisiana um, oh. native, but, <laughs> you know, I live in Atlanta now. And you can go to your local quick trip in the morning, about six o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. And if you need some work done for the day, Oh, they're standing hey, right there. How many do I need? I need three, four, five. Okay, cool. And you literally pay them pennies that's on right. what you would pay if we, if they were getting minimum wage for the job that you wanted. And that's true here in Arizona too. They're called day laborers, and you can just pick them up. Yeah, but if you if you're not if 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 the if the federal government has mandated and and most states actually have a minimum wage that's mandated, and you're working for under the minimum wage, then I feel like you're participating in your own voluntary slavery. Absolutely, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I mean, it, it's you're bartering your work and your services for like pennies. Well, they do that because one, they don't have any work in their own country. Very true. Right. And if they did work in their own country, they're making nothing. So if right. they'll, they'll go right. to work here for $5 an hour, they work 10 hours, that's 50 bucks, man. They haven't seen 50 bucks in their lifetime. Right. That so very, very true. Yeah. And that's, you yeah. know, that's criminal in its own way. But, uh, you know, they've, I don't know, I, we, you, you can see them, like you said, at the quick trip or any gas station, you can see them hanging right. around there. They're all of one particular race or ethnicity. Yeah. Right? So exactly. you know you know the authorities know about it and they just ignore it. It's all a political game, dude. It's all the politicians. Yeah. I mean, and of course it has to be painted as, you know, um, oh well we're we've you know illegal immigrants aren't, you know, bad people. The word illegal in the front usually is indicative of something that shouldn't be happening. That's right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Just my thought. I don't know. I mean, you know. <laughs> well, it's funny because these people, they don't want the people that are for the uh, like the no border situation. Right. They're typically yeah. the on the left. Nancy Pelosi and people like that. And they all have gated, you know, big fences around their homes. And they wouldn't want anybody, uh, a citizen or not citizen, to climb over that gate and to come into their own home, right, uninvited. But they're totally for it, for their country. Why? It's all politics, man. They don't care about those people. They really don't care about the people. If they did, they'd be doing something to help them. But they don't care about people. They just want the vote, man. That's it. The bottom line. And, and, and it's sad because, you know, there's a lot, if, if that's what they want, you know, there's a lot easier way to do it. 
you know, you could actually put forth some legislation to make the the immigration process easier. Mm -hmm. That would be the best way to do it. But of course, that takes away a bargaining chip. Of course. And if they do that, then they can't, you know, exclaim they can't use race. They can't use, you know, um, intolerance as a weapon. And I feel like a lot of, you know, people on the left and there are some on the right that do it, too use intolerance and use race as a weapon. Yeah, absolutely. Unfortunately. No, they do. <laughs> they do. And I think that's why you saw a lot of the black vote go to Trump this year. More yeah. more so than any Republicans gotten, I don't know, in in who knows how long. Because, right. Because I think I, I think people are waking up to the fact that they've been played like a fiddle for the past right. so many generations. Right. The brother Killer Mike said something um, a couple weeks ago, and I, and I had an episode on a, a podcast, Fight the Path podcast, where I spoke about this. Uh, shout out to Queen Cole for having me on. Where I, my, my, my platform was Killer Mike for President <laughs> on this particular platform. And the reason why, and well, brief synopsis, I feel like he, you know, is someone who kind of, you know, knows history. He doesn't see things in black and white. It's nuance. It, there's a lot of gray going on. It's not about, everything's not about racism. But one of the things that that, that kind of came up in that conversation uh, was the fact that, you know, we as black people, we see the Trump platinum package. And it's like, oh, okay, that sounds interesting. When we looked at the Democratic Party, they're like, well, you're black, so you're going to vote for us regardless. Right. So there was no counter to that. And I think a lot of black people started to kind of sit back and say, well, you know what? There wasn't a counter to that. Why wasn't there a counter to it? You know, when Charlemagne the God, and, I, and the thing is, it's interesting to see a lot of black celebrities start to kind of see what's happening. Right. You know, when Charlemagne the God called out Joe Biden for that 1994 crime bill, which he was, you know, instrumental in getting yeah, passed. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that, that, that led to the incarceration of, you know, millions of black people for petty, I mean, illegal drugs are illegal drugs. But if I'm selling cocaine which is, you know, statistically a drug that is sold and used by more Caucasian people than crack cocaine, mm -hmm. which is, you know, usually prevalent in the black community and sold by black people. Heck, they, we have songs about how to make crack. <laughs> so when you have those things there and, you know, for this, for, I think one crack rock, you get like 15 years, but for, you know, I think half ounce of cocaine, it's like two years. Right. Huh? Wait a minute. Something doesn't, you know, is disproportionate. Yeah. So when Charlemagne God called him out on it, you know, that, that, that was the thing, you know, Killer Mike actually was saying that he, you know, he spoke to the people, you know, in the campaign, Kamala Harris spoke to, you know, the people who were actually there to kind of give insight on what they were doing and Killer Mike was like, hey, look, you know, it would go a long way if you just apologize to the black community about that crime bill. That'd be great. <laughs> yeah. And guess what? It never happened. No. Because they were pretty sure that the black people were going to vote for them anyway. Well, I mean, Joe oh, Biden right. came right out and said, hey, if you don't vote for me, 
then you ain't you black. Ain't black. Come yeah. on. Yeah. And you know what? That statement, I think, is what made a lot of black people sit back and say, huh. Yeah. Now I realize what's happening here. <laughs> you know? That's unbelievable. And here's the thing about that. The thing about this, and I talk about this on my show a lot, is the fact that the individual has been taken from us. We're no yeah. longer individuals, right? You've got your own name. You've got your own social security number. You've got your own fingerprints and your own DNA. But the minute you walk into a room, especially with politicians, you're lumped into a category, right? Yeah. So yeah. if you and I both walked into a room full of politicians, they wouldn't care what we think or they wouldn't care anything about us. They'd be like, all right, John, you're the white guy, the white straight guy. You go into this box over here. Now, right. you yep. know, oh, oh, you're a Christian? Okay, well, then you're going to get this label tagged on to you. Oh, wow, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then I guarantee you, we could be identical in the way we think. We, You and I would not be in the same category. No, not at all. They would not find a way to separate us and divide us. And then they're going to say, since you belong to this group, this is your stereotypes. This is what... Yeah. This is what you believe. No, no, no. Wait a minute. You don't know anything about me. I'm, I'm an individual. I think for myself. Right. I was trained to think, you know, about issues. And that goes back to what you were saying at the beginning. I might be uh, totally anti-death penalty, which is considered more of, more of a left or more of a liberal side yeah. of things, right? Yeah. I may be more about uh, rehabilitation. But I'm also pro-gun. Right. I'm also for low taxes, you know, and that type of stuff. I'm also anti-abortion, but I can have, I can look at each individual thing and I can, I can rationalize what I believe to be the right stance on each individual uh, topic, but you're right, not allowed right. to, like you said, you're not allowed to do that. You're stripped of your individuality. Right. And, and, and to be completely honest, and we talked about this off air where, you know, the, the founding fathers, I think, didn't necessarily envision it being a strictly two party system. But I do believe that they felt that, hey, look, we need dissenting voices. I think that was the whole purpose initially for a two party system is so that you would have a voice of dissent. What they didn't realize is that that voice of dissent would all of a sudden coagulate into like a, a, a separate position. So you have to be, as a Democrat, you have to be anti-gun, pro-abortion. You have to be, um, you know, everything that the agenda says. And as a Republican, you have to be those things. Mm -hmm. If you dissent from those stances, then you are confused. Joe Rogan's probably the perfect example of that. Yeah. Joe Rogan's liberal, but he's pro-gun. So what they did was, oh, you're pro-gun? <laughs> Over with the conservatives. Right. <laughs> yeah. Know? No, you're exactly right. And uh, and I think that's why the libertarian movement is growing. Uh, I, I love the libertarian love. yeah. You know, I, I really do. And like... Uh, a lot of conservatives, well, they were they were considered Republicans, let's put it that way, but they yeah. were for the legalization of marijuana. Well, that just freaked out the that yeah. you know, that <laughs> freaked out the conservative Christian, you know, right 
Yeah. And they're like, wait, you don't belong in this party. You know, you have to right. think, you know, you got to think a certain way. And, uh, but, but yet these people were also very free speech. Uh, they were for traditional marriage. They were for, you know, they were anti-abortion. And so the Democrats didn't want them either. Right. You know, I, I really have a problem with having to concede my beliefs and prioritize my beliefs to vote for a certain party. I would rather have a six-party system where I find the candidate who, you know, follows the most to what I believe in, you know, and supports what I believe in, than have two parties where I have to concede certain things just to get my agenda or my, you know, most important agenda across. Um, it's happening right now where you've got a lot of people who voted for, actually, I can't use this election as an example because this election had nothing to do with, you know, Democrats or Republicans. This election was basically a referendum on Donald Trump himself. Mm -hmm. You know, it had nothing to do with his values or anything like that. It really was a referendum on him. The only thing was that a lot of conservatives didn't think that way. But there were a lot of liberals who were like, we just got to get Trump out of office. Well, yeah, they, they've been, um, lack of a better word, uh, triggered for four years now. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, because if you look at the, the records, so there's a lot, of, a lot of people can look at it and say, you know what? Neither one of them, you know, I mean, where's Ralph Nader? Where's <laughs> well, you know, Joe Jorgensen, Joe Jorgensen, she got a lot of votes. She did like 1.7 million votes or something like that. The most that a third party has received, I think since Perot. Since Perot. Yeah. Um, you know, unfortunately Kanye didn't get the, the <laughs> vote that he, he wanted, but, uh, yeah. you know, yeah. I mean, Hey, uh, <laughs> yeah, well, there's a lot of people in Michigan saying that they voted for Kanye, but it, it showed up for Biden. That, you know, I saw that. Did you see that? I did. So I don't know all of the, the background behind it, but I did see that that um, that headline kind of fleeting through. And that makes me like, hmm, you know, the Democrats might have been right a couple of years ago when they said that there's a lot of voter fraud. Wait, wait a minute. They're not saying that anymore. <laughs> yeah, all right. The Russians are involved. The Russians were involved. Right. Oh no, this was perfectly fair. This was perfectly yeah, fair. Yeah, this was this was perfectly fair. Yeah. <laughs> the Russians, they stole it. The Russians. Oh God. Yeah, that's the bias though, right there. That's the 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 hypocrisy of both yeah. parties. Both parties are so full of hypocrisy, but I think that kind of just is part of being a politician. I think you say what you have to say to get elected. And yeah. then, you know, because here's my idea, and I talked about this on my show the other day. I'm curious to know what you think. But I think there should be a third party, okay? Yes. We should start with a legitimate third party, and that third party should be based on whatever. I'll, I'll use, for example, I think there should be a, a third party based on the Constitution. And yeah. uh, I don't care what you call it, but it should be an American first, because I believe in America first. I think if you don't have your own house in order, you can't get anybody else's house in order. I believe that. Uh, so you got to put America first. And I think you'd come up with about eight principles that if yeah. you're going to run 
if you're going to be a politician and you're going to run with this party, these are eight principles that you must believe in and you can't stray from, right? And so if you agree to those eight principles, you also have to sign a contract saying, if I violate any one of these principles while I'm in office, I will forfeit my election. I will forfeit, you know, my seat at Congress, whatever. And then you have a special runoff election for the next person. But you got to somehow hold these people accountable to what they say during the election. Because people on the left, you've got Nancy Pelosi who will say some batshit crazy things so that she gets the far leftists in San Francisco to vote for her. But then she goes into office and she kind of centralizes, right? Yeah. And the same thing with the conservatives. You got you got a handful of conservatives out of all the Republicans. You got a handful of principled conservatives. The rest of them all yeah. said they were conservative and then the minute they got elected, they became John McCain. You know? And uh there's got to be some sort of third party that says, "Yes, this is what we believe in. These are the the core principles of this party and I will not stray from these." eight principles. There's, I think that's, that's not a bad idea at all, but I'll, I'll take it one step further. Uh, maybe not one additional party. Maybe we need to have maybe two or three. I'm down. With you. That's <laughs> what mean, I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, just cause I, I really believe that, you know, if I only have a choice between Coke and Pepsi, mm-hmm. well, you know, Pepsi tastes better, but it gives me acid. Uh, I guess the taste is is worth more to me, so I'll go with the Pepsi, or you know, or, or Coke. You know, I get the 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 acid from Coke. I mean, you know, no acid, but it tastes horrible. Uh, I guess you know, taste means more. Hey, what about a Dr Pepper? Let's get some Dr Pepper, some Mountain Dews. Let's That's get what I'm you know, let's get some variations. I think the problem is that we're so ingrained in this two party system, and the media doesn't help that because they're not concerned with the Joe Jorgensen. Right. They didn't even have any real election coverage. No. On her, she didn't get in um, any of the debates or anything. No, no, they, and they weren't going to let her in, and, and which which is sad. Um, now there was some talk about letting Kanye West into a debate once, and I was like, you know, I'm all for that. Go for it, <laughs> dude. That, that's worth <laughs> the know? price of admission, right there. I would have <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> but 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 yeah, I think that's where we need to to start. Is you know, we need to reclaim our individuality. Right. Yeah, we do we as individuals, to. man. Yeah. And it's got to be okay. It's got to be like I am staunchly anti-abortion. Okay. I'm just going to come right out and say it. I'm 100% against it. I don't think there's ever a reason for it. Even you, even rape or incest, it's still a human being. And I don't think you, the minute you say, well, what about this? Then that becomes a slippery slope. And next thing you know, there's 50 reasons yeah. why you can't have one, right? Or why, right, right, why, right. why you can have one. So I'm against it. And to me, and that's all based off my faith. That comes 100% from my faith. I don't want to stand before my creator and have to explain why I took the life of an innocent child or anybody for that matter, right? And I think that is a legitimate stance to have. It's a legitimate stance. Now, I get also the people, the, the you know, the people that say, well, what if a rape or incest? To You can argue that's a legitimate stance. Yeah. And you've yeah. got, you know, you've got, 
probably 60, 70 million people in this country that think it's totally okay to have an abortion all the way up to birth. And so with that many people, you could argue that that's a legitimate stance. And here's the point. If I'm anti and my neighbor is pro, we're individuals. Yeah. We can't go, we can't, this is the United States of America. I can't hate that person. Right. Because they have a different political view. Because most people that are for abortion or say or claim to be for abortion, most likely would never do it themselves. A lot yeah. of that's that's you know a lot of the cases. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I'm not going to stop someone else. I wouldn't do it, but I wouldn't stop somebody else. Okay, whatever. That's maybe a legitimate stance to have. But at the end of the day, we're human beings, and we got to treat each other that way. And the same right, with right. college, you know, these college kids, man, these conservatives. I, I had a young lady on my, uh, her name's Kaylee Ryan, or uh, Ray, Rayleigh Klein. Jeez, I had that backwards. Rayleigh Klein. She came on my show. She was kicked off a radio station at uh, the Walter Cronkite School of Journalism down there at uh, ASU because she was a conservative. It's outrageous, dude. The whole board was liberal. They went after her because she was conservative and she quote unquote got canceled. That is the type of stuff that's dangerous to this society. It's un-American and we have to learn to, you know, the left, they're the ones with the bumper stickers that say coexist. They're the ones that are flashing these bumper stickers. I don't know any right wing conservative that's rocking a coexist bumper sticker, but we believe in it and they don't. Right. You know, know? it's, 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 it's like Michigan and Ohio State. That's what it's turned into. It's, it's turned into Michigan and Ohio State, or you know, uh, New Orleans and Atlanta. I mean, it's just, it's kind of like this this thing where before someone opens their mouth on the opposite side, you're ready to boo them. No kidding. And that's really what it's about. It's like you know, I'm not going to listen to what you have to say. Because I'm pretty sure that what you have to say, I'm not going to like. So I'm going to boo you before you have. And and I think that's the problem with being so polarized. Oh, like man. I said, Michigan, Ohio State, you're legitimately so polarized in the country right now. That's right. That you can't really come to any, which is, again, I really believe that the initial purpose of the two-party system is to have a dissenting voice. What the founding fathers, and this may be the only thing that they 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 made an error in, is that, and there were there were third parties during that time, but I think that having more power to one side to get things through corrupted it, right? You know, and it just became something that continued to happen. It wasn't intended that way, but it just kind of happened that way. What we do need in the country is like what you said: we need a third party who's going to be. You know, they're going to have their principles. They're going to stick to these principles. That's what they're going to do. They're going to put forth candidates who stick by these principles. That's right. You know? Yeah, and I say, um, listen, if you don't stick yeah. by the principles, then you, you're, uh, your campaign funds are cut off, man. You get nothing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and it's, like I said, I, I would say four or five parties. Me too, You know, man. throw them in there. And, and, you know, a lot of you know, liberal and conservative voices will say, well, no, you know, when, when this election happened and people started talking about voting for Kanye or voting for Joe Jorgensen, people were saying, well, why are you going to throw your vote away? Well, 
I'm not throwing my vote away. I'm voting into what I believe. And when you tell somebody they're throwing their vote away, you've bought completely into that two-party polarization that they've put out there. Well, this, yeah. And this becomes a kind of a bone of contention with me because here's the thing. I think if you have a legitimate third party, I don't think Joe Jorgensen was legitimate. Okay. Well, and she wasn't, um, she was never recognized as legitimate from the press. However, I would say probably 90 to 95% of Joe Jorgensen voters were Trump would have voted for Trump. Yeah. If, if they had, you know, if, if it was one or the other. And so my question is, are you more in line with Trump or are you more in line with Biden if you're a Joe Jorgensen voter? Because if you, if 1.7 million Joe Jorgensen voters go out and vote for her, Biden becomes president and we, it it happened. So are you happier now with a Joe Biden presidency than you would have been with a Trump because you had to go out and, you know, kind of stick it to the man. Right, right. And and, and, and unfortunately, the, the, the scenarios that I put forth and the scenario you put forth, um, we don't live in a perfect world where that would happen. Mm-hmm. No, so you're unfortunately, right. there are some things that, you know, as a liberal or as a conservative, we almost have to <sighs> suck it up and, okay, I guess I'll... There were a lot of liberals this year who just sucked it up and voted for Biden. Sure. Nobody that voted and, for Biden voted for Biden. Like, no, he's the man. Biden's yeah, my guy. Yeah. They, they, that was, like I said, the, this election was more of a referendum against Trump than it was a referendum against the Republicans or a referendum against conservative thought. It was more of a referendum against, I don't like this guy's Twitter behavior. You know, yeah. I, this guy does not know how to talk. He talks with his hands a lot. I don't like people who talk with their hands. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I mean, I don't like <laughs> exactly <laughs> right, right. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's not eloquent. He's not eloquent like President Obama. You know, President Obama was. You know, I didn't agree with a lot of things that happened during that administration, but he was a very eloquent president. Mm-hmm. I was a big fan of George W. Bush back in the day, believe it or not. Um, but, you know, he George W. Bush wasn't the most eloquent, mm. you know. Um, Bill Clinton was actually the most eloquent. So I think you have a Trump following an Obama. Anything that Trump does is going to be like well, yeah, but when you're kindergarten hit, compared to polish, you know, <laughs> when you have a, a network and let me, before I get on to this next topic, let me take a, a quick 30 second break for Ranger Rob oh, yeah. poopy bags. Hold on one second. Oh yeah. Good. Hello friends. This is Ranger Rob. And I'd like to talk to you about dog poop. That's right. Dog poop. I invented Ranger Rob pet poopy bags, a very large bag with handles. My bags support large and small dogs and smell like lemon. They are strong and affordable. You can find Ranger Rob Pet Poopy Bags at Amazon. They come in sheets or in rolls and come with a dispenser. Once you try Ranger Rob Pet Poopy Bags, you'll never want to go back. So come join us. Go to Amazon and try Ranger Rob Pet Poopy Bags today.
All right. This is the John Smith Show right here on Say What You Will Radio. Uh, you may be watching us on Cutting Edge TV. That's our new station that's on Roku. Uh, you may be listening on Good Talk Radio. Or you may be also listening to our podcast at SayWhatYouWillRadio.com. Either way, we're just happy to have you here. I got a special guest today. His name is George Gator Livis. Am I saying that right, George? No, it's like again, it's, it's Livus. But hey, oh, Livus. Oh, see, how would I know that? <laughs> I've been called worse. That's right. Believe it or not, it's a derivative of um, the name Laveau, um, oh. L-I-V-O-U-S, which is a derivative of the name L-A-V-E-A-U-X. Um, oh. Our family decided to, uh, so the great voodoo queen, Marie Laveau, Oh, there you go. It's actually apparently a great, great, great aunt or something. So our family started like switching up the spellings of the name just to distance themselves from voodoo. Yeah. yeah. And that's where it is. So somewhere down my lineage, you know. Yeah, someone was walking around with a bloody chicken foot doing right, all kinds exactly. of <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, I might separate myself from that too. No offense. Yeah, yeah, you know that might have been a good decision. Too, yeah. <laughs> All right, so uh, so I was kind of getting ready to talk about it, like the fact that people are inundated by the news media now. You know, yeah. we when when you and I, I don't know how old you are, but when I was a kid, okay, we had CBS, NBC, and ABC, and yeah. the news came on at six p.m. and it was on for maybe a half hour. All right. You had your local news and then you had a half hour national news and you weren't inundated with news 24 hours a day. And uh, I think that's completely impacted our nation. This, all this crazy news, because if you turn on one station and I'll use uh, Fox, for example, uh, Fox news, and you sit and you watch that, you watch Fox news for a week. Okay. And then you change the channel and you go over to CNN and you watch CNN for a week. You'd think you were living in two different countries, man. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and you know why? It's because so, at some point, information became competitive. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you know, at some point we decided that, you know, we've got so much information out there that we have to give the information that'll make people listen to us. Right. How can we spin information so that people will pay attention to us? And it, it, it furthers the polarization of the country. As a matter of fact, I, I, part of me thinks that it is responsible for the polarization of the country. I do too. I think uh, the, I think the 24 hour news cycle uh, was yeah. the beginning of it. And then I think social media, especially Twitter, uh, became, and somewhat Facebook too, but uh, I think Twitter was really that, uh, that was what threw us over the edge because yeah. people have, you know, so many characters to spout their opinion as if right. it, as if their opinion means anything, right? <laughs> you know, I, I've said this before on, on podcasts and, you know, people got mad at me, but it's just the truth. It's just how I feel. I think that our, our society started going downhill when everybody was able to speak. So for years and years and years, we didn't have social media. And if we had an opinion about something, 
you know, we just kind of flock to the people who have similar opinions. Mm-hmm. Well, now everybody's got an opinion. And you know what happens? Everybody can get online and talk. So the people who are in your class, just think about being in elementary school and or, or middle school, and everybody in your class has a turn. There was somebody who was the class clown or was the, you remember those old dunce hats? Oh, yeah. Molding, and they, they put the dunce hat on them and put them in the corner. I think I wore you know, it a few times. I, I know I did. But see, <laughs> here's the thing. That dunce hat, that guy is like, oh, that's, that's a stupid opinion. You shouldn't be even spouting that to anyone. Well, guess what happens? Now that person who had that dunce hat on. Oh, he's got a Twitter account. That opinion, he's got a Twitter account. He's got a Facebook. He can go Instagram live and he can spit out any type of thing that he wants. And it's almost like a siren call to all other dunces <laughs> who are out there. That's and they perfect. All talk to them and say, you know yeah. what? I agree with you. You know, <laughs> this oh. is what it should be. The problem is that now the consolidation of the dunces. Oh, is yeah. What I call it. Now the consolidation of the dunces, now when you see it, you have a voice. Yeah, it validated the dunce. The dunce. Yeah. Right. And 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 now you've got a lot of ideas. And of course, back to what we said earlier, what side do the dunces fall on? Oh. They're gonna compete for, you know, hey, look, you know, white supremacist. Hmm, which side do I go to? You know, I mean, I don't, I don't know. And, and then, you know, you have the, you know, um, what do they call them? Uh, furries. Furries. Yeah. The furries, the ones who think that they identify as animals. Oh yeah. 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 Um, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm going to be here, (laughs) you know? So even the dunces have taken sides. No, you're right. And and to be honest with you, uh, the, like those people were considered mentally ill. Yeah, back in the day they were. You know, <laughs> like you're so far outside the norm, you've got mental issues. Right. And they were medicated and treated as mental patients. Now, right, exactly. Now they're running around, you're right, with like the whole, a whole gaggle of dunces and it's right. become legitimate. Yeah. And if you don't agree, you're somehow anti dunce. Right. You know, I identify as a dunce and I don't <laughs> like the fact that you are, <laughs> you know, right. right. I mean, and unfortunately it's, it, it's become that, and this goes back to the slippery slope you mentioned earlier. Um, you know, if, if I'm a person who, you know, I, I mentioned Joe Rogan earlier, mm-hmm. who, you know, he believes in gay rights. He believes in those things, but he said on one of his shows that I don't think that a trans athlete, a trans man should compete against a trans woman or, or, well, sorry. I don't think that a trans woman should compete with other women. Right. Come on. Because they, they testosterone is real. The scientific implications of having someone who has been a man for 30 years of their life and decides to step into the octagon with someone who's been a woman Right. <laughs> you know, just because they take some estrogen doesn't mean that they're not still physically capable. They still have the DNA people. of a man. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So, and he got he got ostracized because of that. Well, and that's but he's a conservative because he believes in. But see, that's the that. that's the danger of cancel culture, which is exactly. running rampant. I mean, they had 
uh, people at Spotify, these people that are making 150 grand a year walking yeah. out, man, they were, they were planning on walking out unless Joe Rogan, uh, you know, was, unless they, they gave, they mm-hmm. wanted total control of the content of his show. They wanted to be right. able to censor and they wanted to be able to this and that, and they were going to walk out and, you know, yeah. they said, go ahead, go find another job. Yeah. You know, and they, they were like, they were having a fit because they weren't getting their way. And that's the problem. That's what I'm talking about. Mm. That's where it's my way or the highway. That's not right, right, man. That's not what this country was founded on. Our, our country was founded on individuality and, you know, the right to pursue, you know, uh, happiness. Right. Exactly. Whatever your happiness is, um, you know, as, as I, as a maturing conservative or whatever you want to call me, you know, before I was very, um, uh, what's a very anti gay marriage. And I was very anti, uh, marijuana and all this type of stuff. And, and I still am to the point where I wouldn't do it. Right. I don't, it doesn't line up with my morals, but this country was founded on you go do you, as long as you're right. not pushing your agenda on anybody else. Go do right. you go, go onto Twitter and find your, your group of dunces and go hang yeah. out with them, but yeah. don't force what you believe down my throat. And I won't force what I believe down your throat. And then we can live in a civil society. And if I see you at the grocery store, you know, uh, we can actually have a civil conversation. Right, right, right. And, and I believe the same exact thing. You know, I mean, I may not be a big proponent of gay marriage, but I do believe that they have the right to do it. Because as you said, you know, we, we're, we're a country that's based on civil liberties and individualism. So, I mean, that, that yeah. that's what you need to do. This goes back to the mask. Now, if I'm a preacher, don't tell me I have to marry you. Right. You go or find your justice of the peace, or you go down and walk, go to Vegas and walk down the aisle with, with a gay Elvis. Do whatever you got to do, man. Right. Right. Do your thing. Cakes, don't make me have to make a cake for you right. if I don't feel like. You know, I have an opinion that that a lot of people find kind of weird, but it's just how I feel. Let me so let I, me just uh, let me yeah. just take a, pr- a quick pause because listen, if you're listening to Good Talk Radio, uh, the show is actually going to end now on Good Talk Radio. Okay. However, if you want to catch the rest of the show, because uh, Gator and I are going to keep talking. If you want to catch the rest of the show, uh, you can go to saywhatyouwillradio.com and uh, hear the rest of the show. So there you go. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all, y'all got to tune in because y'all are about to miss a great point that I'm about to make. All right, that was part one of my interview with George Gator Livis. I hope you can join me tomorrow for the second half. Until then... Take care, be safe, and God bless.